Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to find the written version of the roundup, which has links to all of these great stories we're going to jump into. So let's go to our first piece of the week, lack of providers, top barriers to rural trans care. LGBT Health published a study of rural transgender and gender diverse folks in the northeastern U.S., which found that those aged 25 to 39 had better odds of accessing gender-affirming primary care than those who were 18 to 24. The study also found that those identifying as a trans man or a trans woman were more likely to access care than were people who identified as gender diverse. So in other words, folks who had a binary transgender identity seemed to be able to better access care um, than folks who identified as gender diverse, which could include gender queer folks, non-binary folks, um, etc., The top-cited barrier to care um, among participants in the study was a lack of gender-affirming clinicians. That was mentioned by about two in three participants. With a lack of clinical skill among providers and a difficulty in getting an appointment also noted as top barriers. The results shed some light on the myriad barriers that need to be overcome to improve gender-affirming care access in rural areas. Of course, a lot of these apply um, to urban areas as well, but especially exacerbated in, in rural settings where there are less healthcare facilities in general and definitely less LGBT-specific um, or just LGBT-competent providers. Next up, Vietnam makes big shift on LGBT health. The Guardian reported that Vietnam's Ministry of Health announced that being LGBT should no longer be considered a quote-unquote illness that can be treated, and that providers should treat LGBT people respectfully and provide care in a non-discriminatory manner. Instead, mental health care should be provided only when support is desired and by a provider with appropriate knowledge of LGBT identities, they said. The decision follows years of advocacy and is encouraging activists to pursue other steps in LGBT equality, such as legalizing same-sex marriage. Well, we're going to go from good news to bad news with our next story, Thousands of Trans Floridians Without Care. HRC explained how a Medicaid rule change in Florida will take away gender-affirming care for the estimated 9,000 low-income transgender Floridians who rely on Medicaid for coverage. The decision was made by the state government after what HIC called a biased review of the evidence, which they say widely supports the idea that gender-affirming care is medically necessary and saves lives. A letter from experts to the office that oversees the state's Medicaid program said that the report that they issued, quote, provides no scientific support for Florida's proposed action, unquote, and instead twisted and mischaracterized scientific evidence. And now a related story, anti-trans Arkansas law remains blocked. Politico reported that an appeals court in Arkansas blocked what was the first law in the country to ban transgender youth from receiving gender-affirming care. 
The appeals court upheld a temporary block placed on the law by a lower court judge, saying that because the law limits treatment based on the sex of the patient, it violates federal anti-discrimination laws. So um, the Affordable Care Act banned sex-based discrimination in healthcare for the first time, and courts are now recognizing this to include uh, bans on transgender-related care, you know, in this case because a person who is identified um, or assigned female at birth is not able to access the same exact treatment that someone who is identified as male at birth is able to access. So very interesting um, case and an important one since uh, many states have followed suit and are considering or have enacted similar bans themselves. So the law will now remain on pause. Um, access to gender-affirming care will continue, and the case is going to proceed uh, with a full trial um, in, uh, I believe, October, but a really good sign to have the appeals court already weighing in and saying that this looks discriminatory to them. Next up, racial disparities in monkeypox. Kaiser Health News explored disparities facing Latinx and Black individuals with respect to monkeypox. They included new findings that Latinx individuals make up 33% of monkeypox cases so far, and Black individuals make up 28% of cases. That's a combined 61%, and those communities only comprise about 33% of the population. So they're almost doubly represented um, in, in the monkeypox cases, which is a really huge disparity. The trend is also present in state data. For example, in Louisiana, black individuals have accounted for more than double the number of cases compared to white individuals. LGBT organizations say more uh, government outreach is needed for LGBT people of color to understand the outbreak and to be provided with vaccines, which, as many folks who are listening know, are really hard to come by um, and unfortunately don't always benefit the people who are most likely to need them. And now our final story of the week, campaign brings attention to mental health. Fierce Farmer reported on a new campaign called Depression Looks Like Me, which is seeking to normalize discussions on mental health in LGBT communities by highlighting the stories and experiences of LGBT people with depression and other mental health challenges. Folks featured in the campaign explain how anti-LGBT stigma exacerbates mental health issues in the community and can also make it harder to find care. The initiative, which was launched by Johnson & Johnson, also includes resources like provider directories, hotlines, advocacy groups, and guides. Well, that brings to a close another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Thanks for listening, and don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to um, find the links to these stories and check them out for yourselves. I hope you'll tune in again next week for another edition of our Roundup.